0: All over the world when people gather or work with their own there has often been shared music with the use of body percussion or mouth percussion music such as the haka of New Zealand. <laughs> Sometimes we use it when working, not just for the advantages of keeping in time with each other during our physical work, but for the emotional support these shared rhythms often give us, such as in this chain gang from North Carolina. or these wool-walking songs of the Hebrides. We especially turn to body or mouth percussion When our traditions are threatened by outside forces such as the mouse music known throughout the Celtic world and the hamboon of African-American tradition If you want to go to heaven when you're D.I.E., you got to put your and your D.I.E. If you want to get the best to U T, you got to get on the foot and say, B.U.T. He would, he don't want to close the so on the collar and right on the foot. Houndball, houndball, ain't you shamed. Look what you did with a wallet. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. There is something in this body or mouth percussion that seems to instinctively speak to our ancestral selves. Here is modern body percussion recorded at the WVBU studio in Lewisburg in early
1: 2020. <laughs>
0: Farmer of State College, who has turned body percussion traditions into compelling music for the modern age. In November 2019, there was an extraordinary evening of music at the Wise Center for the Performing Arts in Lewisburg when the Soweto Gospel Choir came to the Wise Center to perform. It was an evening not only of great music, but one that was full of emotion. And what remained a clear memory was the way that the evening had begun in the atrium of the Wise Centre for the Performing Arts with the music of Eric Ian Farmer. In 2020, just pre-pandemic, Eric Ian Farmer came into the WVBU studio to talk to me about his work and his inspirations. We began first by talking about body percussion and what inspired him to take it up.
1: I feel like music is definitely a full body experience, singing, performing, playing solo or playing with other people. I just feel like, yeah, it's a thing that I feel it not just in my mouth, <laughs> not just in my mouth. <laughs> and I want to use a bunch of me to, to get it out. I don't, and I don't even know if it's a conscious decision. I mean, the music is bigger than I am. I think the music animates the various parts of me.
0: You will Born in Pennsylvania?
1: Born in State College, Pennsylvania, yes. Which
0: is where you live now. Yes,
1: yes. Then spent most of my life in North Carolina. That's where I was raised. Mm -hmm. Mostly in Raleigh, but also Greensboro. And then moved back to State College. I often fantasized about, you know, what it would be like to live in the place that I was born. Because for most of my life, you know, I didn't. So I always kind of envied the kids who I was in elementary school with, who they were born in the same place that they were going to school in, you know just seemed like a a beautiful connection and now it's nice to have that connection like when I meet people who've been in state college for decades you know and they say Eric where are you from and I say I was born right here and they look at me like like they're surprised (laughs) and like like it means something like it means something special that you're here and you were born here you know and I like that feeling of like yeah I haven't lived here all my life but I do have a connection here that is primal that is
0: those roots yeah. can mean something. Yeah. But they can also close you in.
1: True, true.
0: By being in North Carolina and you'd mentioned California, you've widened yeah. your experiences and that has to present itself in the music.
1: Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of the things that I do in the music now I do because of other places I've been for sure. So the body percussion in the music now. That's like childhood for me. That's like the ham bone, ham bone, have you heard? You know, that's the, all, all of that. But I never really saw people perform like that until living in California, people banging on their chest while they're singing. I guess I'd seen Bobby McFerrin on television. He's one of my inspirations. But I don't think I'd seen people perform live using body percussion until I went and lived in the Bay Area, the San Francisco Bay Area. So yeah, I've definitely brought back some of what I've seen, like, oh, are doing it out here. I mean, not everybody's doing but I, I saw a few people doing it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can incorporate that.
0: When did you become a musician? Were you always a musician as a child? Was this something that was important to you? Was it something that you woke up to suddenly?
1: One of the first gifts I can remember is a drum set. I was maybe four years old or something. My parents got me a tiny drum set, which is brave, I think, for for parents to get a little child something that can make so much yeah, it's noise. That's usually grandparents
0: who... <laughs> Who buy noisy instruments, right?
1: I've always loved to sing. Since being a little kid, I was in youth choirs, you know, at, at churches. And I remember doing musicals when I was in high school.
0: Did you like musicals? Do you like musicals? Yeah, that's an
1: interesting question. You know, I, I enjoy being in musicals. Sometimes I enjoy watching them. I, I sang with a couple of friends in high school too just a little bit you know we did our little acapella thing it was cool <laughs> it was nice um but in terms of getting serious about music in the way that I am now like uh, playing the guitar and, and singing as the the lead singer of of an ensemble or a combo or a band that didn't happen until I was an adult I learned to play the guitar someone gave me my first guitar when I was in California so I was an adult when I first started messing with it but even though I got I got gifted a guitar, I didn't play it for many years, but then when I moved to Pennsylvania and sold my other instruments and all I had was the guitar left, we started to get to know each other a little better. And then in 2011 had my first performance, full performance, like a full show, on the guitar. I didn't really know you were supposed to tune the guitar at that time, Like I didn't didn't know very much about it. I just knew, I know these chords and I know they work with these words that I sing and, and someone's willing to give me a chance to share this music in front of other people. So 2011 is when this particular journey started where, like, okay, you're singing, you're playing the guitar, other people are going to join you, you're going to be out front, you're going to not just carry a bass line, although that's noble work too. You're not going to be just a singer in the chorus, although that's noble work too. You're not going to be just one of the tenors in the glee club. That's noble work too. You're going to be, okay, in a place where you're going to be responsible for Mm, shaping the sound in a way that you need to get ready for. <laughs> you need to get ready for that. I didn't know what was coming, in part because I wasn't planning to to do as much singing as, as I now do. Songwriting was more of my interest. Like, writing showed me the way was much, was like, that's the, that was really the joy, you know? Singing it is is also fun, and I've, I have found a, a, a new level of joy for, for singing it as well, but the writing is really what, what got me excited about this chapter of music. So when I first started singing in 2011, I was looking for someone else to do the singing. Like, how about I write, and then, Fiona, if you're a singer, maybe we could do something together where you get out and sing, and (laughs) maybe I could write some stuff for you to do that. But I couldn't find anybody who would say yes to me writing for them. So I was like, well, I guess I'll sing these songs myself.
0: But you were in choirs as a child, so you knew you had a voice. At least you had a voice as a Boy, yes. you knew you had a voice
1: yes yes and continued to use it throughout most of my life but the ways i was using it i didn't feel like oh i can get out there in front of a band i can be in a band and maybe like with the irrationals they'd let me step out from being the bass singer they let me step out and sing show me the way and then after that for the rest of the songs i'd go back to being the bass singer you know so i thought i could do that but in terms of like oh no you're gonna be you're going to be the lead on all the songs or most of the songs. They took a mental shift.
0: Do you use the knowledge that you have now doing this journey in educating young people in showing young people about music and finding their voice?
1: You know, I try to. From time to time, I get invited into middle and high school classrooms, even a college classroom. I try to use the music to spur conversation about social issues, about personal identity, about finding your path, maybe paths. (laughs) Maybe there's not just one path. Yeah, I try my best at that. I hope that the connection is there with with young folks.
0: Well, your songs are powerful. They're not lovey-dovey, lost my girl songs, are they?
1: Most of them are not like that. I hope I have a a couple of lovey-dovey songs. I have to think now. Huh. Definitely have some lost my girl songs.
0: I think I've heard (laughs) Revenge, look at where I am now.
1: Definitely have some of those. (laughs) I try to accept invitations to just about anywhere I'm asked to sing. I mean, sometimes I have to say no, because I just haven't mastered the art of being in two different places at the same time. But I try to say yes to a lot of the invitations. And sometimes I try to encourage invitations into places, you know, that I think it would be interesting to talk to some people who maybe don't. Maybe they're not used to talking to somebody who looks like me, who's got skin color like mine, brown, who comes from the South, you know. What I hope is that the music spurs conversations that can help to bring down some of those assumptions, that can let some more light in on certain perspectives, perspectives of ourselves and perspectives about other people.
0: Singer songwriter Eric Ian Farmer. Farmer came into the WVBU studio to talk to me about his work and his inspirations. Many thanks to Eric Ian Farmer.
1: And thanks
2: to you, WVIA's Fiona Powell, speaking with Eric Ian Farmer in early 2020. Eric Ian Farmer will be featured as part of the Concerts Under the Stars series presented by the Eaglesmere Friends of the Arts on the Village Green, there in Sullivan County, Pennsylvania, on Wednesday, August 3rd at 6.30 in the evening, take along a blanket or a chair, and if it rains, they will host the program at the Dewire Center. This Wednesday, July 20th at 6.30, it's Gabe Stillman out under the stars, an award-winning blues musician from Williamsport, making his name on the national level. The main stage series also continues, and that's held at the David DeWire Center in Eaglesmere this Saturday, July 16th at 8 p.m. It's guitarist Alan Krantz. He's a solo guitarist and chamber musician and a composer. He's appeared at Carnegie Hall, the Saratoga Performing Arts Center, and the Phillips Collection in Washington with a wide ranging program often featuring his original compositions. That's Alan Krantz this Saturday, July 16th at 8 p.m. at the David Dwyer Center, LaPorte Avenue in Eaglesmere in Sullivan County, Pennsylvania. The following Saturday, it's Dan Levinson and his band. He's a specialist in traditional jazz and swing. He's an in-demand man, and he's been at the David Dwyer Center many, many summers. He's also been heard on the soundtracks of several TV series, including The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. The Music in the Mountains series, a classical chamber music program, continues on Friday, July 29th, and on and on. So there are series on the Village Green that goes through till August 10th, and also in the Dwyer Center, it's the main stage series through September 3rd. There are arts programs as well, visual arts programs as well, and to find out more about the Eaglesmere Friends of the Arts, you can find them online at E M F O A dot org, E M F O A or on Facebook, Eagles Mere, Friends of the Arts, and Mere is M-E-R-E Eagles Mere. Friends of the
1: Arts.
2: Eric Ian Farmer, drawing inspiration from Bobby McFerrin, Stevie Wonder, and Marvin Gaye, and also even when he plays the guitar, rock legend Bo Diddley. It's Wednesday, August 3rd at 6.30 p.m. on the Village Green in Eaglesmere, and you take along your chair, blanket, picnic, and in case of bad weather, the concert will be inside at the David DeWire Center. For more information, (laughs) Emfoa.org